Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. This is Sue Rose Minahan, and tonight is April 25th, 2020, and we repeat on Thursday on the 30th at 6 a.m., and that is Pacific Daylight Time. I think on my little flyer I put Standard Time, boy, the, but it is Daylight Time here, and we are introducing the new archetype for the sun entering Taurus, so tonight is the Taurus Moonbeam team that will be talking about both the new moon, which happened just a few days ago on April 22nd. That was a Wednesday. And here on the West Coast in Pacific Daylight Time, it was 7.26 p.m. And on the East Coast, it was 10.26 p.m. And then we'll also be discussing, always two weeks later, the polarity point of where the sun and the moon have entered, which will be Scorpio, the full moon. And that will be May 7th, 2020 at 3.45 a.m. Or it would be 6.44 a.m. And that would be an Eastern daylight time. And for any of you that want to know how to gauge that, if you're somewhere else, talk cosmos, we have a time uh, converter and right now, the wi- wi- widget that shows all the timing for the degrees of the hour has been discontinued, but we are going to be putting in a new one, this bar- marvelous new uh, app that has the chart and the listing, and you can change it by day, and it, it's really going to be quite something. There's a, some other references, too, at Talk Cosmos, and I might present the idea that all the guests... If you want to get in touch with one of them, both of our guests tonight have special offers. Just go to Talk Cosmos, find them on the guest list, and email them or and that. And we'll explain that later. So one important feature about the Taurus new moon that was on the 22nd a few days ago, that's energy is still being affected, was it was Earth Day. How, well, what synchronicity? You know, Jung said that, coined that word, and it really is not just a coincidence. Nah, it's more than this. It's synchronicity. When the spirit, like the law of attraction, energizes and brings in what needs to be manifested. And we could say how appropriate to bring into the consciousness of all of us Mother Earth, Mother Nature, our land that we live on, the oceans, the whole everything that now we're so connected with, with this process of going through the journey of coronavirus, which is like the elephant in the room. Hey, we're all there. We're all at home. We're all doing something largely. So I trust with that consciousness it's quite appropriate that also with the fact that a very strong feature in the charts these days also is Uranus in Taurus, which is 
in mythology, the sky mating with earth, you know, for that production of everything that we have. It's just one factor. So we are now ready for the Moonbeam team. Relating to the sun and moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, certified astrologer, sacred healing counselor, tarotist and numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, energy, energy is never destroyed. Energy only changes. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I'm Suvaras Minahan, and we always begin each session with each one of us distilling some sense and integrating some energy because the month does have its highlights. And Certainly, it's not the entire picture, but I will start with presenting a thought. And it is really that Venus itself, the ruler of Taurus, is out of bounds. And there's extra attention in that. And I was just listening to a wonderful astrologer and orderly. Oh, I'm going on a little further than perhaps I need to. But the fact is, she... It, Anne was mentioning that when it's out of bounds, it's like, imagine you're at a baseball team and you're the hitter and you whack it and you make the home run. Everybody's happy. Yay, team. And then you whack it and it goes into the stands and it's bloody and kind of messy. Ooh, why? You kind of goofed up. What happened there? Well, it can be either or drastic or however, but the fact is Venus and all her glory of our desires and needs and how we receive those and, 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 and initiate them through our, what we care about is on the high side. So Liz, what is your take on one facet of this energy that we're in, this Taurus energy with Scorpio moon? Um, well, the new moon with Taurus, I would say that we're reevaluating our values and our relationships um, you know, you mentioned before we are going through this coronavirus pandemic. So, um, you know, a lot of us are home working from home and we're getting on the Internet. So, you know, we're kind of shifting gears, so to speak. And so some of the old ways that we did things, is that really going to work or do we need to make changes? And I also wanted to say that 
um, on the new moon. Um, if you haven't already, to go ahead and make your new moon wishes, affirmations, or desires. Um, you know, because we're still in that new moon energy. So, um, you know, write it down, um, put it out to the universe. Oh, I love it. Very good. Which reminds me, we are planning to have a workshop, a collaborative workshop on June 14th through East West Books. It's not yet presented, but we'll keep you in touch about that. And Sarah, I would love to hear what you are thinking about this too. Yeah, with this uh, Taurian Venusian energy right now, especially with this new moon this last week or, you know, just very recently um we there's a focus on what we have what we're used to having what we want in order to be comfortable and what we actually need and there's this beckoning and urgency to recognize also that we've entered a new era so what we would call the age of aquarius and what this entails for adjustment and strategy to pivot to these new needs and wants and requirements wow that's pretty perfect it really gets back down to resources doesn't it each yeah. one of you have really put uh the key parts of this this is why i love it it's like yes venus is really intense right now as i was saying and liz reminding us that we have a seed moment just like actually taurus especially exemplifies that because it's planting in the earth and it's growing and it's strength and to create new possibilities and sarah that what resources are strengths that we have and versus comfort and you know how to process and and integrate that strategies wonderful well the new moon again just to mention to people april 22nd 7 26 p.m pacific daylight time has many features and there are some potent tensions i mean this ongoing tension that we're having all year actually with jupiter and pluto and capricorn that in the chart or opposing, um, not opposing, but they're squaring our thought process. And that's not quite it. But the whole link really goes from, anyway, I, you know what, I'm going to be, that doesn't quite tie into, it's part of the theme of happening. It doesn't directly first pull into the sun, moon, the sun, moon in Taurus with Venus, you know, Venus is square Neptune. And that really has our struggle between form and spirit and what we can control and can't. You can take it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's um, the new moon is at um, three degrees and 24 minutes of Taurus. It's conjoined in the sky with Uranus of, of changes. So, um, you know, there's going to be some changes that we're going to make um, a lot of energy so like if you want to make changes or you're getting ready to make changes you know work on those wishes and desires and this chart for especially here in Seattle is very much Venus ruled because you've mentioned Venus quite a bit here Sue and it's a lot about Venus which Taurus is planted as Venus so it's like our values and our gardening 
Um, and But we can plant seeds in our life to grow a business or to maybe get some education. You know, maybe we don't really like the job we've been doing. It's like, here's a really good opportunity to maybe get some new training and move forward, you know, to look into it, see what's out there. You did bring attention, which I forgot about. Our rising sign on the West Coast here is Libra. So it's ruled by Venus, too. That's so correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that Uranus, excellent. I'm glad you focused right in on that. Who wants, not who, but Uranus wants our authentic. Well, and then another interesting thing values. is that Chiron is um, an asteroid. It has different classifications. I keep changing it. But um, the discovery degree is at three degrees of Taurus. And the, this new moon's at Taurus. So I believe that we'll be as a world healing and ourselves in the world and, you know, learning to do things in a new way and teaching, maybe have some new teachers or people stepping up to teach things that they haven't taught before. Yeah. Chiron was, and I think uh, Sarah, I know you've spoken. We both, we all speak, but I know you also have studied Chiron. We've all studied Chiron. Well, if I could finish a sentence, that would be helpful, huh? We've all studied Chiron, but he's the maverick. He's the shaman. He's the healer. And he's also the alchemist. Alchemizes. You know? The alchemist. Alchemist, yes. And the wounded healer these other factors so that's really that's triggering that point and that is part of astrology where we're reconnecting yes yeah and we had, yeah just we're see everybody we're at home yeah. we don't have that body language yeah. and both of you are being so patient just jump in <laughs> yeah joking. there's this there's this excitability and need for authenticity and maybe even the need to speak one's truth involved with that Uranian sun moon conjunction that's also squaring the structures, you know, wanting to break out and break, break into maybe a new, a new identity that could be also tied into this or um, a new way of kind of factoring what we most value and, um, exactly and it is in the seventh house so it would be when you say break away and it, it, find our freedom of who we are I'm thinking too it's with other people and you're right like both of you have mentioned we know that with this delay one can have I mean delay as far as activity being at home one can really reflect on what the values and the purpose but it is seventh house and it's also pre-verbal I, I sometimes i wonder just how much we're really able to express you know it's more of maybe it's a good time to get um doing art or f- some other manner to express things to ourselves. yeah and and maybe finding ways of our health system to kind of better partner because there seems to be all these different f- parts and pieces that don't quite tie together very well and um maybe getting a more maybe part of this healing journey is trying to figure out how we're going to reinvent a a more 
a better functioning healthcare system. And that reminds me because you, well, you both have a lot to do with the physical arts too, you know, whether it's Reiki or whether it's um, cranial sacral work and elixirs and, and all of that. So the body, Taurus is the body. It's so true. We need to connect with our body besides the earth and be really unsuperficial, really authentic like with that Uranus. And besides, Saturn is in Aquarius and Saturn is square Uranus. It's in that configuration and it's looking to Uranus. And they're both, Taurus was the, not Taurus, Saturn was the ancient ruler of Aquarius. And then of course, in modern times, Uranus is. So they're both in a sense, struggling over this conceptual reality of focusing with the structure and earth and the sky and the body. I mean, I'm being a little bit uh, in analogies, but it's also very symbolic. Yes, yeah, I, double structure. Go ahead, Sarah. Oh, I was going to mention... Um, you know, with the significance of the um, sun moon conjuncting Uranus and Uranus is right at this fixed star point of um, two fixed stars, one called Shadar that's within the Alpha Cassiopeia constellation. And it's been documented or studied or have an awareness of supporting awareness of the interrelationship of nature kingdoms, plants, animals, mm -hmm. the earth itself, and it's felt deeply within ourselves, most significantly through the energy of gratitude. So since we all have the same basic DNA structural building blocks of life, there's this recognition of mitochondria, which is the energy within the cell that supports life, that has this very delicate balance of carbon dioxide and oxygen gases that support it. And so it's just to support and activate the energy of this star with this, with all this planetary conjunctions with that. And throughout May, it's suggested for increasing in personal growth and earth healing powers is through praying and meditating and, and, really focusing on what is praiseworthy. That really connects back to Venus at square in astrological language, and that's 90 degrees, which is a tension that wants resolution, to Neptune in Pisces that really exemplifies the unknown and what we can't control over that relates to the spirit. And so our values and our thinking, that's absolutely right. And gratitude, once again, again and again, is is brought fat forth in so many metaphysical talks that it engenders abundance, you know, for thankful, you know, so the ancient or not even ancient, but whether indigenous people and that always, you know, if they caught a fish and they ate it, they gave thanks. If they had grain that they harbored, if it was a, an animal or whatever, they always gave thanks and we do too. A lot of religions still have grace or whatever they want to call it, but it was deeply in, embedded 
And so that's really excellent. This fixed star that's right there in tight conjunction on Earth Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, yeah. So, and Liz, you mentioned something about how that um, that point of the sun moon is right at where we, or maybe it was Sue, you mentioned. No, that no, that... no. It was the Chiron. Chiron was three degrees Taurus in 1977. Chiron was discovered what? at three degrees mm -hmm. Taurus. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, there were some really interesting Fantastic. facts you had about that. If you could bring that yes, in. Yes, I'd love that too. Yes, we need to return to that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, because um, Chiron was discovered in, um, I believe it was November of 1977, and it was at three degrees of Taurus. And so it's really energizing this new moon, I feel. And, you know, Chiron's discovery will have its... Um, Chiron will return to Taurus in about another eight years. So, um, cause I think it's been about, um, 42 years since they discovered it, but it is to me really empowered and enforced this Taurian, um, new moon, you know, about what our values are, you know, it's like people are saving lots of money by not driving and spending $20 two or three times a week on gasoline. Um, the people that are still working from home. So it's like really changing for so many people what their value system is. And it, it's like, was that sustainable? Maybe a person's health was being challenged because, you know, they're driving and spending stress. Couple, yeah. Stress of the traffic, a, an hour to hour commute. Um, they're just not getting enough rest. And so, you know, possibly now, not that people don't have any stress, but it's like just changing. It's a different kind of stress. Mm -hmm. And I believe every individual has something to share with other individuals. So that's where I kind of talk about the teaching point of that we all have something to share with somebody that they maybe don't know or don't know how to do, or there's always something that can be added. Oh, that's so, marvelous. Mm -hmm. And Sue, you mentioned how... Uh, the internet was founded at the same degree too. Well, it didn't quite say that because folks, we had, you know, we were briefing ourselves before this mm -hmm. talk and that's what Sarah's referencing to. What I was bringing up was, is that the, the 50 years ago, the internet was developed initially. It was on a small scale, but uh, Vincent Cerf, C-E-R-F, had just passed, and that's, it was this wonderful article in the paper, and that's what brought my attention or realization to this, and that they were called the netheads back then, uh, internet, you know, so they call them netheads, and so, and it made me realize, because with both these fact that it's a Chiron return, and Chiron can be 49 to 51 and a half years. It depends on its an elliptical uh, orbit. So it's yeah. not exact. But in this case, uh, it, it it's close to a Chiron return. And that is this whole energy, which Liz, you're mentioning too, is significant for this new moon, you know, because it is that same degree when Chiron was uh discovered in 77 but this other factor with the internet is the fact that it itself is coming into its own now 50 years 
approximately. And that, ref and look at where it's come. We are now booming with it to the point that we need passwords and we need to elevate a lot of the, the situation about it. And of course, Uranus is conjunct this, which rules internet. I mean, it's elevation is what Aquarius, I mean, Saturn's in Aquarius and it's ruled. And with that tension with Uranus in, in the fixed signs in Taurus, both of them are at early degrees that, and if you, anybody in your charts here have fixed signs, whether it's Leo or Scorpio or either Uranus or Taurus, you're going to be also experiencing this kind of tension of how to shake through what's been formed because fixed is fixed. But the fact is in this situation with the internet, it's really elevated and for the purpose, not just for yourself to maybe post your Facebook pictures and whatnot, but to teach and to learn and whatnot. I mean, we all do consultations and they are all three of us. In fact, you can find us and, and have consultations online. Like Liz was doing it at Camino Island in Marysville, but now it's online. And so it's really, uh, can be tailored much more according to, it has advantages, you know, according to a schedule and all of this. But it is really a fascinating growth. And this idea of the meditation, I think I've probably referred it, but looking at the chart as I am, I'm reminded because it, it interacts in many ways. And the Taurus is ruled by Venus and Venus is in this also its, its own square with an outer planet neptune in pisces so yes meditating and even meditation is online i'm in a class myself it's really just a fascinating one thing i wanted to you know add to the date that you you referenced for because it was it shocked me that the internet was you know created mm -hmm, mm -hmm. october 29th 1969 because it was well yep. beyond well before anyone was well oh, yeah. aware of it until like you know it, it didn't even kind of make go public until August of 91, August 6, 91. But um, it's conjunct uh, fixed star Hamal and the and it said that the energy of Hamal is promotes the powers of mental concentration and telepathic communication and, and the awareness of the micro and macro processing and the furthering of comprehension of powerful symbols brought into form for the development of humanity. Oh boy, you do come up with nuggets. And you know, when you said shocked, I thought, well, yes, isn't that the truth? I think a lot of people do feel a lot of shock about many things. Uranus is that sudden vision of insight because of the light opening up. And so that's very appropriate. Oh my goodness, it's at the half hour. Well, we will return. This is the Moonbeam team with Sarah Stromley and Elizabeth Mouchette on April 25th and or the 30th in the morning. Okay, we'll be right back. Thank you. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Taurus. By leaving a cycle based upon initiation, 
the energy of Taurus integrates spirit into a solid form of matter that is tangible and physical. It's an earth sign concerned with self-sufficiency and the values to maintain the strength of a life form throughout its survival. This is Carol Dimitrov, Intuitive Astrologer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk, 1150. Hi again, Rose Minahan taught Cosmos with Moonbeam team for Taurus, and we spent the first part of the hour talking about the new moon, which has been passed as of the 22nd. And we have a few events that we're going to talk about right now, but and we will include after that about the full moon Scorpio, which is coming up on May 7th. And I wanted to bring up one thought about this Taurus new moon that's just passed. It has will be concluding the nodal system of the North Node in Cancer and the South Node in Capricorn. And the significance of that is that for 18 months, we have been collectively as one global energy working with integrating the North Node Cancer, which is ruled by the moon, meaning, and the moon changes every two and a half days. It is the fastest moving planet. It's actually a luminary. It reflects. It doesn't emit light but the fact is we refer to it as a planet and so and it has many therefore many changes and it is our emotional body it represents many factors but the point being that we've for the last 18 months have been experiencing emotional growth our past lives with our family i mean not past past lives but also our childhood our home we're in our homes now and with the new moon that will be in scorpio the nodes will be changing so I, we do want to bring that that subject up because i was looking at the new moon like innovating relations which we talked about a lot innovation with Uranus and the sun and the moon all in the same closely connected and with the scorpio it will be reviewing the unknown so we will return, though, for this moment with a little introduction that we bring in at the half hour. We're now both members of this Moonbeam team are going to give a little extra information on another aspect that relates to the entire theme of this Tarian month. And Sarah Stromley, who is an astrologer, but also has her personal business of brain therapy, uh, founder of brain body therapy, will be bringing up a few elixirs that are potent at this time that you can order from her. And she is in the process of working on a hand sanitizer that involves some flower uh, essences. And if you want to get on her mailing list, because it will be ready by the begin by early May coming up in just about a week or so, then go to Talk Cosmos and you will find how to email Sarah on the guest part. So Sarah, I would love to hear what energies you have in store for us. 
Oh, for the the new yes. moon, um, or I mean, for the full moon, there, I, I for both of these charts, they that we're looking at for May, there's this unquenching desire for truth that speaks even louder at this full moon, and I I see this scorpionic tension dynamic for the need to know versus the need for privacy, and I can see issues like the. GPS tracking software incorporated into smartphones becoming possibly a bigger issue or some examples kind of like that. So, but in general, there's going to be just more emotional sensitivity that is best channeled into powerful inward meditation, prayer, and asking good questions about what is the most desirable outcome here. Wow. Now, did you have, because, oh, for plants, flower well, yeah, for flower essences, because you, uh, and I hadn't mentioned, now's a good time, I will do that, that okay. historically in lives for, in the past, since Egyptian and since Babylonian times, the, the, the moon has helped people know when to plant. So the moon is still in the um, yearly annual what is it for the farmers always and so therefore you have at least one flower essence whether it's for the new moon or the old moon uh, the full well it's it just for something. this particular time um there was one that was really speaking loudly and that is fig and fig flower um helps with adjusting to change adaptability and setting healthy boundaries and the fig is really a remarkable fruit that's been referenced and revered widely in a variety of diverse sacred ancient texts. The fig, <clears throat> the fig plant itself, or the fruit, it's neither fruit nor flower, but it's actually both. It's uh, because it's it has this hollow, fleshy receptacle that's enclosed a multitude of flowers of both male and female parts, which never really see the light, yet the fig comes to its full perfection to ripen its seeds by very specific attracting of its own specific fertilization. So as a flower essence, fig improves confidence, memory, telepathy, and expressive abilities, and it aids in resolving conflict and easing of hidden fears. Oh, I've so, written that down. Yeah, so fig elixir supports the mental energies and stimulating the conception of ideas. Oh. So, and it's one of the three um, key flower essences I'm using in the hand sanitizer I'm creating uh, through brain body therapy. Uh, to better manage the stress of our current times. So, and you can get that for $26.95 plus shipping and handling. And for more information, just go to talkcosmos.com. Oh, good. Oh, well, this is wonderful. And be, you will find Sarah Stromley under the guest. And, you know, whether it's one, two or three years she's been on. Thank you so much, Sarah Stromley. And I say <laughs> your last name so people remember that. Liz, Elizabeth Mouchette. Now, Liz is 
online now giving a wonderful course. She has always given at Camino Island or at Marysville, but now everything is online. And so it will be the ABCs of astrology. Liz has been teaching for years and years. It's a wonderful four-week course. And from there, always you can get mentored and there'll be other classes, but that will be coming up in the next month. So email Liz me Liz and go to talk cosmos too to find out and you can get on her list and she's going to get she wrote co-authored a book gateways to change that involved numerology and so we're asking Liz now to give us the numbers of the degrees of the full moon and the new moon so Liz we would love to hear your thoughts okay the new moon was um three degrees and 24 minutes so i rounded up to the next number so it's four so the number four is about building rebuilding and repairing uh, working on new solutions there can also be restrictions sometimes and we're on a stay-at-home restriction there's a lot of mental and physical work and um, you are moving forward and making progress, even though you may feel like you're spinning your wheels at times. And then for the full moon, um, that's at 17 degrees. So I rounded that up to 18. And so the one is individual and new opportunities ahead. And the eight is renewal and reward. And the 18, you add the one and the eight together, you come up with nine. So you have releasing and endings of what no longer serves you or is useful. And you're letting go of old goals and desires to make room for new goals and desires. Wow, that really relates to Scorpio. Mm -hmm. I'm just amazed. In fact, new yeah. solutions, the first one really relates to that seeding point that we talked about of, of, of the new moon visualizing. Mm -hmm. And then eight with uh, resources and letting go of nine of one phase finishing. This is really uh, appropriate. So unless one of you have something more to say, I want to remind people that would be Sarah Stromley with her hand sanitizer and mm -hmm. hand sanitizer and Liz with ABCs of astrology and I'm going to have a page two for consultations. And so we will talk about the full moon. And that would be at, let's see, the full moon is at 17 degrees Taurus for the sun and Scorpio for the moon in 19 minutes. That's 17, 19, 17 degrees, 19 minutes. And that's Thursday, May 7th. Correct. Yes. At 3.44 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time or 6.44 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So, and there, well, yes, we're all looking at it, aren't we? And somebody, yeah. 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 Yes. Jump mm -hmm. in. I'm... And the uh, nodes will have changed to the new signs of um, the North Node in Gemini and the South Node in Sagittarius. So we're going to really have a big shift of energy there enormous thank you instead of the moon and saturn it will be mercury and jupiter and the nodes of the moods moon stay in a sign for approximately 18 months 
Yes, so we're in it for a year and a half. Mm. This is a very enormous shift. And so the so, focus could be more on communications and medical care and um, merchandising and fair trade, you know, like trade systems and e-commerce. And neighborhoods. Are neighborhoods, neighborhoods, yeah. I mean, we will go from the home to the neighborhood, which is really going to be quite contentious. It already is quite a a source of debate and really how much how are we going to handle that it will really be evident i mean there's still this pluto and jupiter that is in a conjunction which is we spoke about it last time on the last program but the last time it was really evident with some of the with iranus was in 1522 or else it was back 3000 BC around the Sumerians. It's a very enormous, it happens regularly. I mean, Jupiter will conjunct with Pluto every year and it'll have three times, meaning it'll be positive and then retrograde and positive every uh, 50, 60 years. But to have these other energies involved, to have it in Capricorn and to have Uranus in, in, uh, Taurus, and then also uh, Neptune in Pisces, which happens to, anyway, you listen to last week to get more information really about it, but the fact is, is that we're transforming, that was what I was trying to bring up uh, uh, philosophical thought, uh, institutions on a scale that we've not really done before well, and then Pluto's going retrograde, or it went retrograde today. So it's like a, we're, we are transforming and that's why I'm changes and adjustments. We have to adjust because, and that's the only planet retrograde right now. And when planets shift, we call it a station. So when it stations retrograde, which it did today, but usually a week or so before, a week or so after, especially an outer planet like Pluto, you'll really feel the energy. So I think we're going to really dig deep within um, and, you know, let things come up to the surface. Um, and and it, it's on all levels. It's like, you know, what's working, what isn't working, you know, let it out. Absolutely. And really, those words could be repeated several times because it is in strong connection with both Jupiter. Well, it is with Jupiter and this Pluto and which is our philosophies, our belief structures, our religions, our opinions. That's one issue about Jupiter is it's a generous expanding energy and it's meant to have a voice so that we can share that but we can get stuck with some high opinions which is what we're all experiencing and throughout it to be perhaps revised and along with the structure you know of saturn yeah i get i get the word restructuring yeah um, <laughs> pretty loudly <laughs> with this one. Oh, i like it <laughs> and that goes along with fig doesn't it oh i get i care a fig or do you care for a fig i i love figs <laughs> you, do you give a fig <laughs> yeah right i know they, they grow in part of the country i remember a, a home that we had some people that rented it for a while they planted a fig tree they they used to 
plant, uh, dig it up and then move to the next house and dig it. But it, wow. yeah, but in our house, it, it was became too big. So you couldn't transplant it. And they yeah. grow here in Seattle, too. Wow. They yeah, they grow nearly and everywhere. A fresh fig is so good. It's much better than a, oh, it's yummy. It's delicious. I love mm -hmm. them. Right. Well, looking at this chart as we're eagerly trying, the nodes, yes, uh, the energies are really and significantly moving in a reclaiming way. Go ahead. Yeah, I was kind of getting, you know, Gemini seems like more short term and Sagittarian energy is more long term. So it's like there's well, a polarity there. Except um, that, yes, but I might mention that. A long, short distance, long distance. Well, account. yes, but Gemini connects ideas and mm -hmm. it does bridge the spirit and the matter. I mean, if you look at the the two twins one was mortal one was immortal and it feeds information to that fiery sagittarius uh, energy that gets very even though they're both mutable it can get quite expanded with its idea with its format of belief systems and so the new the new information can shift that belief systems that's the advantage of it. That's kind of how I'm looking at that whole energy too, because it is, you're right, one is potentially more structured because belief systems are many thoughts, right? <laughs> well, and it's interesting that the a chart for the West Coast here has the sun in the second house is my beliefs, and this, the moon is in the eighth house, our beliefs as a collective or what our parents taught us or at school or work or our governments, our churches, all that. It's like the outside beliefs coming in yeah. and values. Yeah. So it really emphasizes that. Yes, it's, it's, it, it is, we're, we'll be thinking a lot, you know, Mercury and again, it's in, body. So I suppose really learning to connect this month with body and resources in any way is the name of the game. Neighbors. <laughs> there. Oh, yeah. that's good. And siblings, come to think of it. Sure. Right. And it can be community even too. So like, you know, I'll grow the carrots, you grow the peas and somebody else will grow the beans. Well, do you know what's interesting is Uranus isn't aspected by anything. I mean, uh, any of the, by series, it has a, a sextile to series, but and series, of course, as an asteroid that I very much uh, love. I mean, she is nurturing and either has plenty or nothing. I mean, she was the one who lost the daughter Persephone to Pluto, the underworld, but can be nurturing. So our senses of, I mean, it is a wide orb, 10 degrees to the sun. So yes, in that case, which I do believe can exist 10 degrees, but it's going to be a lot of stillness, I think, as far as how to think. How, how to perceive things, how to move forward. 
Do you think so? Yes, and like yeah. with the the ascendant or rising of this chart is Pisces and the ruler of Pisces is Neptune and that's sitting on the ascendant. So I think it's like we have lots of ideas and maybe dreams, but we just can't at this moment put them all into motion at this moment. But it's like there are all these ideas are coming in. So that's awesome. And dreams. And, and it must be because there's that still that tension of square with uh um, Venus, which is going to go retrograde. That's another thing. It'll be just at the very end of this whole Taurus energy. I think it's about the 21st or something, just as it goes into Gemini. But uh, talk about stationary. Venus will be stationary and in this applied, that means getting closer to this more exact square with Neptune, that really is all about the unknown. And so going back to our other thought about the meditation, taking this stillness, and meditation can be done through art. Meditation can be done through gardening. You know, it can also be vis visualized or it can be just attached to breath. There's so many ways to meditate. But it is somehow getting centered within and finding the source within that ultimately connects us with everything else. And it shifts how we perceive and it also interacts with our role as to what, you know, kind of like the uh, the AAA that's, is it? No, it's not AAA, it's double A. <laughs> Sorry about that. The Alcoholics Anonymous, it says, know what I can do and know what I can't do and know the difference. And you can say what I can't do is what spirit can do. Yeah. Yes. So Gemini is a, uh, they rule, it rules the lungs as a body part. And, you know, with that square to Neptune, I think there's a tension between, you know, the need to connect with people, you know, because it's a very social, <laughs> social uh, placement that um and that's and the need for protecting the lungs and Ew. protecting oneself because there's a lot of sensitivity there still um so well the good news i just noticed mars our action motivator and it's still in innovative aquarius that wants to and it's in the 12th house here on the west coast which again is like reviewing the unknowns but it is in uh, a harmonious relationship with so our activation and our receptivity that we might say is venus is in close is in a receptive harmonious trine energy so with possibly Mars, yeah. we'll, we'll work on some of that much better gee and Uranus is exactly conjunct the sun we are going to be well, brainstorms, like we had said before, yes. I want to mention that next week it'll be the Cosmic Collaboration panel and the subject will be these new nodes. And so that'll be a really wonderful. And to remind folks, subscribe. Go to Talk Cosmos right there. It's pretty simple. And you'll get the updates as to when the Moonbeam team, such as now, is going to return for June and the other months. And remember that Sarah Stromley has a product that she's been preparing with beautiful products that are natural and that really have that attached to the botanical and that just email her um, 
and it'll be ready soon. And she, also that Liz Machette has, if you want to learn about astrology and find out about these energies in a comprehensive way, she has a four-week class called the ABCs of Astrology. So do either one. And if you want consultations for any of us, I'm going to open up a consultation page on Talk Cosmos, which I'm in the process of preparing. And I'm so appreciative to the ones that have entered for the 100th show that we did a while back. And I've given a few readings. There's a few people I haven't quite been able to get in touch with. So if you're listening, just email me. I'm trying to reach you and I'll be really glad to give you that consultation we talked about. And right tonight is April 25th, which is the Taurus Moonbeam team and with Sarah Stromley and Liz Mouchette, and it'll be repeating on the 30th, Thursday morning. And we've been talking about the new moon, which is passed a couple of days ago on the 22nd, and now the Taurus new moon, full moon that's coming up on May 7th. And it really is a matter of regeneration. Of course, that's the name of the game when you speak of of Scorpio and our resources. So with that thought, I guess if, oh, and looking at Venus, again, Venus is going to be so powerful as to giving us a chance in a while to really look at what our resources and talents and purpose is. It'll, because she will go retrograde after this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to really you, let us do a review. Yeah, I think that that is, will be interesting to listen to next week with um, <laughs> with your collaboration team, the Venus retrograde and Jupiter going retrograde and Saturn retrograde on top of all that. So yeah, yeah, and the no change. Yeah, it'll be. I'm I'm interested in the tuning in. Oh, goody. Well, it's such a pleasure to have both of these chances to really review and feel what the current uh, electrical charge is. And I can say that with all this erroneous, erroneous, is that a word? I don't think. <laughs> I think it's a new word. I think, I think you can make it a word. <laughs> well, we'll see if it happens. That's right. Oh, my gosh. So this is really a bon voyage to the lunar north node home to entering in the future are embracing the the neighborhood of you know how we're going to work with that that this is really quite a process i had no idea before coronavirus that the moon would have such a when we have about half a minute here, we can talk into the music, which is beautiful for Pisces, too. Yes. And Taurus. Taurus loves music. And we'll be back next month to talk about the moons next month, mid-May mid or so. Yes, we will. We'll, we'll be doing that. But we have a few minutes here. So if some. Yeah, I, I just wanted to add, it's a really potent time to consider how you bring value and how you can bring more of that to the world stage, regardless of whether that requires refining that through education or experience. Venus wants you to bring a voice to it and to share that with someone you, you trust for more support. Oh, I love 
love it. We will have our workshop. We're going to work on it June 14th and the news will come through East West Books. All right. Well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Liz. And thank all of you out there at home in our vibrational new world. See ya. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.